have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Bang! Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. Here's Middleton. Giannis trailing the lob. Welcome back to The Playbook, a podcast all about the NBA and a part of the All Indie Sports Network. I would like to start off by giving a thanks to our title sponsor, Jack Brown Videography, the best wedding videographer in Louisville, Indianapolis, and beyond. And as usual, I'm your host, Sal, joined by my co-host, Mark. How's it going, Mark? It's going great. How are you, Sal? Fantastic. Uh, the first round of the NBA playoffs um, concluded just a couple days ago, and uh, I'd like to start off this episode by kind of talking about our conclusions and our takeaways um, from these eight series that we had uh, in the first round. Um, what series would you like to start off with, Mark? Hmm. Putting you on the spot. Start with the only sweep of the first round, the Celtics Net series. All right. Uh, that is a good place to start because I don't think many people expected this to happen. I don't know if anyone expected this to happen, to be totally honest. I think because I, had, if, I had them as my champions. So. If you asked most people, I, well, you, I don't think you would find a single person who said Celtics sweep. And I think you find a solid number of people who would even say net sweep, which is a little dumb looking back, but hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, like I said, uh, I had the Nets going to the finals and winning, uh, which obviously ruined my whole uh, playoff predictions. But, um, I mean, yeah, the Nets did end up losing in four games. Ben Simmons never came back to play, uh, as many would expect when they're down 3-0. Um, and, yeah, it was just a domination by the Celtics, especially on the defensive end. KD and Kyrie really got locked up for most of the series uh at least uh, i mean at least the game what was it uh two and three that they were held like to bad games right so um yeah uh kd and Kyrie shot pretty bad in the series it's probably one of kd's worst series in his career i i I'd think um the worst the worst you could say that as well um and it's just a, really a disappointment uh, like we mentioned in the last uh, episode, like Nash really didn't know what to do to to stop this Celtics uh, defense and stop them on offense as well, even because they just couldn't guard them going into the paint. And like you're throwing guys out like Blake Griffin on the court who haven't played in three weeks. Uh, I mean, he was good, but I mean, like that's such a bad last resort. Um, what are your thoughts on this series? I mean, just first first of all, I have to say, like, in terms of relative to a sweep, this was an extremely close series. Um, game one was only one point off that Tatum game winner. Game two had the biggest gap, and that was only seven points. Three was six, and four was four points. So, really by no stretch like by not by any stretch of the imagination was it any sort of like blowout dominant performance and yeah you can say that the Celtics felt relatively in control for most of the series um but it was fairly close and it came down to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving not really showing up 
and I just want to add, uh, I think Kyrie Irving gets kind of is getting a kind of an unfair pass on a lot of the criticism that Kevin Durant is getting. Um, I know Kevin Durant's a, held to a higher regard than Kyrie Irving is, but really, aside from Game One, Kyrie Irving was just as ineffective as Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, uh, just just simply put, Kyrie Irving was just as ineffective aside from Game One, and then you could argue that uh, in Game Four. I mean, Kyrie Irving only took 13 shots. Like, if, if you look at minutes. this Nets, the Nets season itself, leading up to the playoffs, most of these teams going into the playoffs have had this whole season to mesh together and work well, right? You look at the Nets uh, players from the start of the season, you have like Kyrie, who didn't end up playing for, what was it, 70% of the regular season? Something like that. Um but you get the you get the idea, and then you have James Harden who got traded uh, for Ben Simmons who didn't play, so you're taking away a superstar player from their team. I mean, like James Harden, he didn't want to be there. But yeah, but what about you're, you're not you're like you're acting like it was just Ben Simmons straight well, up. Well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, you're getting Seth Curry who's good, Andre Seth Drummond Curry is who very good. He, yes, he's very good, but Andre Drummond who can't stay on the court for like more than 15 minutes in the game because he's just not good enough to do that especially in the playoffs i mean just look at his minutes like he couldn't guard anything and um i mean okay you get seth curry you get seth curry for james harden all right but james harden is supposed to be the number two guy for kd right this 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 big three they had of kd Kyrie, and and um harden never really got to touch the court together for more than like what was it they've been together for was it seven games? How long? Like seven games th- or something like that? I think it was seven going into this season, but I don't think it went up that much more. I, it's still under 20 games, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then you have the whole Kyrie drama um, with his uh, status, if he's going to play or not. And, like, honestly, like, there's all these hinting at returns for Ben Simmons as well. Uh, and, you know, the chemistry of the team probably is affected by that. I'd like to say same with the Kyrie stuff, like if he really wants to be there, if he really wants to play. And I'm sure that has a hinder on the on the team chemistry, playing with Kyrie, playing without Kyrie, changing everything. Um, it hasn't been a good uh, season in terms of the situation for Kevin Durant, which, I mean, he went to Brooklyn to, to win with a, with a duo of him and Kyrie and then adding James Harden. Um, which it didn't work out this experiment, um, at least not yet. Um, I mean, honestly, I'd, it's probably easy to say this right now, but I don't think it will work out. Um, but just to comment on the like the the locker room impact of like what happened with Kyrie first and then Ben Simmons. Uh, with Kyrie, I feel like it's kind of kind of unfair. Now I don't want to comment too much on what, like, why he wasn't playing. I mean, everyone really already knows what it is. There's no point in harping on it. But um, not like that's just an unfortunate reality of the situation of like where that team is located, right? Like, if that team was located in, I don't know, Houston, it would have been totally fine. But that's just the that's just that's just the way it was, and uh. Uh, what's and there you can question how uh, valid some of the restrictions were and how fair they were 
especially f with in regards to home players and away players. But I mean, uh, but it comes more into effect with Ben Simmons. I saw him getting a lot of flack for not playing in Game Four, even though it was reported that he would. Um, I think that's really unfair because if you think about, like, if you actually look at where these reports are coming from of him, like, getting healthier and healthier and like getting closer and closer to playing, they never came from him or like his camp. Like with Z like with Zion's injury in uh, New Orleans, you've heard things from his camp. Obviously, like the I don't expect the player themselves to say anything ever, but like from the camp, you hear reports of like, oh, he he's ready to play. like with Zion. You're hearing he's ready to play. The Pelicans just won't let him. Well, with Ben Simmons, it was always, yeah, he's ready from the Nets, but his camp never really commented on the whole situation. And when you've been out for practically a year, I feel like that'd be kind of weird have no sort of build-up or anything and um i don't think people are put like really understanding enough of what exactly he's going through and and i know pe like people la laugh at that whole mental block situation which is happening with him in his back that's a very real thing like that that's a very very real problem uh that a athletes in multiple sports go through uh Actually, on Undisputed, Shannon Sharp and Skip had this whole little segment on it, and they just, now, to be fair, most of the players they named were in baseball. I'm pretty pretty sure, but they would hear things from uh, they would hear like hear about certain players, and then it was just like, oh, they couldn't get their mind right, and they were never the same player again. And that's an actual concern with Ben Simmons, where it's like his whole team turned his back on him, on the, their backs on him, when he, you need the team camaraderie the most. His own coach called him out in front of everyone um that's a confidence like demolisher it in, in the strongest possible sense of it so i like i can understand why he wouldn't want to kind of get thrown thrown out into the flames game four of a series he's down 3-0 he hasn't played an nba game in a year's time practically um like He's obviously not 100%. No player comes back from injury. First game is 100%. Especially a back problem. Backs are like really weird thing. Like you've seen what's happened with Michael Porter Jr. throughout mm -hmm. his career, right? Yeah. So, but I think like too many people are too quick to laugh at the whole mental block situation with him. And like, yeah, it's kind of, e it's easier to pick on because like, like it's not like, let's say he had like an actual back injury, right? Like that like required surgery or whatnot where you can see that, but you can't see this. So people laugh at it more. So, um, and I think, I think if his teammates are like getting really put off by that, then they're just really immature. Um, it's not Ben Simmons's fault that you guys are down 3-0. That's your guys's fault. He hasn't even touched the court yet. Um, you knew going into the series that there was a very good chance he would not touch the court. So, like, you only really have yourselves to blame. Uh, if they're, if, like, if they want to go in on him, then I question where they're at, really, uh, internally, more than anything on about Ben Simmons. I don't think there's really a, a person to blame uh, for this whole Nets thing. I mean, if I was going to blame it on someone, I'd probably look... Uh, and I mean, totally his choice, again. But I'd probably blame it on Kyrie if I had to. Uh, only because he didn't play all season. And I mean, 
good for him. He can believe what he wants to believe, which is okay. Um, uh, but I mean, like, like I said, I, I wouldn't blame it on one person. Uh, I just, it's, a, it's just an unfortunate situation um, with this whole mandate stuff. Um, Harden getting traded uh, for Ben Simmons, who, I mean, uh, some people expected to play during the regular season. I don't know if it was like officially ruled out once he was traded for the rest of the season. I don't think it was. But, I mean, like, you're trading a guy like Harden's caliber. Uh, and, I mean, Seth Curry's a good player, but you're, like, getting a guy like Ben Simmons, who's a multi-time all-star defensive player of the year quality guy, uh, but he's not playing. So, I mean, it's just an unfortunate situation in Brooklyn. Uh, I mean, next year maybe they can uh, kind of retool a little bit. I mean, you lost Joe Harris as well. That's not a guy you can just uh, get rid of and not talk about because he was a good, great player, and he's a really good player for the playoffs as well. Um but yeah, I mean, unfortunate ending for the Nets season, where most people had them going pretty far. Um, let's talk about another series now. Uh, let's uh, keep it in the East, and um, let's talk about the uh, arguably the most boring series in the playoffs so far. The uh, Bucks Bulls, and the uh, Bucks ended up defeating the Bulls four to one in a series that. Everyone really knew the Bucks. Uh, sorry, not the Bucks. The Bulls were already fraudulent at this point, point. Uh, and yeah, uh, they really couldn't compete with the Bucks as expected. Uh, what are your thoughts on this series? So clear from before the series even started that it would not last long. Um, if anything, I would have thought that this would be the one that was a sweep, but Demar dropping forty-one kind of changed that. It really just delayed the inevitable. I mean, this is kind of like the op like this is the opposite of that Net Celtics series where the games were close. I think game one was the closest game, I'm pretty sure, and that was seven points or something like that. I think the last three games were all blowouts. So pretty much after the Bulls won a game, the Bucks kind of just showed up. They're nowhere near good enough. They even like a lot of people are saying if uh what if Lonzo was playing. Okay, maybe you wouldn't have lost by thirty. Not going to change by, much. You would have <laughs> lost by twenty. Like, like yeah. it, Lonzo's great. Like he's become this really, really interesting and very valuable player. Mm-hmm. But no, like there's, there's absolutely no chance this would have even become a competitive series if Lonzo was fully healthy. Bulls fully healthy, it would still wouldn't have been close. And everyone knew that going into this, and you're kind of just proven right. You have guys like Grayson Allen on the Bucks side, uh, who, who's been a great player this season in the regular season, and in the in the final two games of this Bulls Bucks series, he was shooting like seventy percent from the field, and uh, like at times, like he, he was the guy that's winning them these games. Um, and, and I and I guess that's interesting. Uh, even in the final game, uh, the Bucks started one for seven from the field they were down but then they followed up nine for nine from the field right after that um and it's just this bucks team is way too dominant for the bulls everyone expected it i really don't have anything else to say about this uh it's just it's just Giannis on the kumpo that's the two words i can say um chris middleton did get injured uh in this um series for the next one so uh i don't know why you're you're freaking out because i said two words Giannis on the kumpo but uh, I mean, Drew Holiday. I mean, yeah, that's another two words, but like, 
I'd say it's that. not just it's not like Yash. Okay, Giannis <laughs> is the guy on the team, but Giannis is the guy. Man. This wasn't this wasn't just him. It wasn't um, just him. It was nowhere but... near just him. Obviously, yeah. by far and away the best player in the series, no question about it. Drew Holiday is like a big time player. Like, yeah, yes, okay, of maybe he's he not is, some superstar, obviously. but and uh, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a wasn't just Giannis. Point guard. Well, it's not just he's a Giannis. lot more than that. He's a lot more than just a starting quality championship point guard. Who, Drew he's Holiday? An elite two -way, he's an elite two way player. Well, yeah, usually you need, an elite, in the you NBA. need an elite player to be at the guard spot. Yeah, so he's not just starting quality. No, he's, he's a, a lot more than championship quality starting point guard, Mark. You can he's only have he's... you have to have a start a good guard that can handle the ball at least in recent history to win a championship. He's Am I wrong? don't 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 like don't undersell him. He's not... <laughs> really really good. Like like he's not just I know he's very caliber starting Obviously, he's going to lock up the best guard on the other team. Yes. And, and he's that you saw you saw this in the finals last last year. I'm the I'm the one ta, ta, I know. praising I, not, him. Like don't don't come, don't not, come at me. I'm, not, I'm praising uh, I him. Mean, like just, uh, you know, Drew Holiday is a great player. Yeah, so it's not just so, two words. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not, not just two it's, words. You it's two words, Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks, is. sure. Strength in numbers. That's the Warriors thing. It's the Warriors thing, though. You know when they used to say that? It's it's three words, though. I know, but that's like a different thing you could say. I guess that's three. You know what? Since we're just riding with the East series, let's continue with the East. Heat Hawks. I watched this series, like I said. Uh, my opinions really haven't changed since the last episode. Um, Jimmy Butler, very dominant series for him. Uh, and a very, very stinky series for uh, Mr. Trey Young out there. Um, like, he was locked up. And this swarm defense that the, the Heat was doing to him was terrifying. Like, he is probably, like... Like in shambles when, <laughs> when he's being guarded by his Heat team, uh, like every single time he came for a, a screen came for him, is just swarm him, swarm over the screen, uh, and and keep defenders on him, and and it worked. This guy was like he was held out of I think it was two games where he only made one shot or something or one or two shots, and then missed like nine other ones, and he was like on the bench in the fourth quarter. Um, and then also, like, Nate McMillan had uh, given up, like, 20-point runs and not calling timeouts as something he'd do in Indiana. Um, but... Uh, Don't diss Nate McMillan like he, he isn't the best... <laughs> he Like, he isn't the best coach India and I have had in, like, probably the last 15 years. Ooh, I'd slow it down, man. I'd Who's Larry, better? Larry Bird. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but um, aside from <laughs> yeah, that, it's, it's uh, definitely Nate McMillan. There's no hey, one Rick, else. Rick, man. Don't sleep on Rick. They just had their worst season in God knows how long. For a reason. Anyways. Um, on the Pacers series, talks. Who cares about the Pacers? Um, on the, but, on, on, to, on about the series. Yeah. Just one thing I just want to just wanna point out. Uh -huh. Summer League Phenom. Uh, hailed by his, t fan, his... The team that drafted him. Hailed by those fans after his Summer League debut as the next generational wing scorer um in in two games he played nine minutes in this series 
he took 11 shots and made seven of them. So if you look at the in terms of points per game, he was the Hawks' fourth leading guy. Who am I talking about? Nine minutes in the series. Nine minutes in the series. And in those nine minutes, <laughs> Dude, he took uh, he jacked up 11 <laughs> shots, made seven of them. Six of those makes are threes, and ten of the attempts are threes. So actually, he went on one of Hawks. one from oh, two. Oh, oh, I know who it is. I think. Who is it? Kevin is Knox. It? It's Kevin Knox. He scored the more Kev- than Trey Young in two games. The in Kevin two of the Knox games they played, he scored more the, than Trey Young. Right? It's time for the Kevin Knox revival. <laughs> Oh my I'm God. kidding. Kevin Knox is terrible. <laughs> Kevin Knox is so bad. But yeah. um, I mean, one thing that I, one thing that I really didn't like about this series, one thing that I really really didn't like about this series is the fact that had the Heat played defense like this in the regular season, it would have never been allowed. They would have had half the team foul out. But the fact that it's the playoffs. And you know, in the playoffs, the refs, the refs <laughs> let don't blow the whistle more. as much. They let the physical, they let the '90s basketball come out. Then they won't call it, which mm-hmm. like that's okay if you don't want to call it. But don't call it in the regular season too. Like, uh, that's something I've gone over many times before. It's not worth getting into uh, yeah, too much. Yeah, I know. Yet. It just makes but, the um, playoffs a little more fun for everyone, I guess. Uh, this 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 series, I think, really like epitomized why the Hawks really aren't going anywhere. No. Nope. I mean, yeah, you can see, yeah, you can look and be like, oh, uh, DeAndre Clint. Hunter. Yeah, uh, but DeAndre Hunter, like, you can look and be like, look at the numbers and be like, oh, he played out of his mind. Yeah, well, he also he got a good. ton of open looks because they would just swarm Trey yeah, Young, so he exactly. got easy looks. Mm-hmm. And since they, and like, they don't care if Kevin, uh, if DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Knox drops 30, Trey Young's going to have like four points and 18 turnovers. Like they couldn't care less. Yeah, it's just um, anyone, anyone but Trey. So there's one guy I want to shout out uh, in this, uh, who ended up closing the series for the Heat. Um, with Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler out, uh, the Heat were destined to most would assume would probably lose this game, right? Uh, so oh God. you know, Eric Spolstra, he throws out once all uh, third team All NBA, uh, most approved player, steals leader. Uh, first team all defense, Victor Oladipo throws him out on the court. You know, Victor Oladipo barely touched the court in this first, uh, what was it, four games? Barely touched the court, right? They throw him out on the floor. Dude has like, I think it was 24 points, something like that, uh, on good efficiency. Uh, This was the closest thing we've seen to that prime um, Victor in Indiana since, since his injury, right? Um... And, like, man, this Heat team, if, like, I mean, that's the last game we saw of Victor Oladipo. So, I mean, if this Heat team can, uh, or if if they can add this Victor Oladipo that we've just seen emerge, at least on, like, a, I don't know, I, I mean, you're giving me a look right now. I know it's not very realistic, but, I mean, he's just a whole other weapon that you might be able to rely on, especially if another guy has to sit out of a game. Um and, like, yeah, I mean, after the game, he's, like, running down the court screaming, I'm him, and I don't know how I feel about that personally because I know he said that in uh, Indiana and, you know, how that kind of went. But, uh, I mean, I can't help but be happy for the guy. Um, I mean, he's finally having his moment since uh, – this is probably his first big moment uh, since his um, injury. Besides, I guess, if you want to count that, what you called silly season last game of the 
or had like 40 points or whatever. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's his big moment, uh, closed out the series, uh, and undoubtedly the MVP for that game. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think you, you already mentioned your thoughts on the series, right? Yeah. Uh, do, do you want to just, just quickly, do you want to talk about mm-hmm. how his game four went? Or yeah, sure. Just... I don't think it was badly. It wasn't very good. Yeah. No. But... So don't get too excited. But, yeah, I, but an interesting like... thing, an interesting no. thing about Victor Oladipo. I can't, I can't for the life of me remember where I heard this, and I might have mentioned it, but last time. But apparently, him and Jimmy Butler have some off-court issues. That's why he didn't play issues? any of the first three games. That's why he didn't play. I don't, I don't know play. about that. I'm not sure how reliable this information They're like is. They're like best but... friends, man. Even um, in Indiana, even in Indiana, dude walks up to Jimmy Butler and asks him to play with him. Did you not, did you not see what them. happened with Udon? Jimmy Butler doesn't seem like the guy. He seems like the type of guy you could go from being best friends dude, with to the, to, I the mean, to the next day. But like, apparently, that's why he didn't play at the start of the series. I don't because I he was don't, healthy. I don't know. He was healthy, and especially when in the first game when they were up huge, like he didn't even check in for a minute. Yeah, I know. And, uh, High, apparently, High, that's why Highsmith. Hey, Haywood Highsmith. I think he played. Like yeah, that. he played five yeah, minutes. And, and I mean, Jim, uh, Victor gets 36 minutes the game where Jimmy Butler isn't playing. Yeah, but also Kyle Lowry isn't playing, and they needed a playmaker. Kyle Lowry didn't play guy. before, though, didn't he? Either? No, that was the one game he was listed out on. But, um, I don't know. It's just I'm not sure how, how serious that is, but it's just something to keep an eye on, I guess. Uh, we'll probably hear more about it if it develops at all. But that series was actually pretty exciting, I thought. But I think the most exciting series within the Eastern Conference at the, uh, the first round was definitely the 76ers Raptors series, especially after Game Three. That's when it became really, really good. Game Three, really okay, good. buzzer, buzzer beater, yeah, that was sick. But the next two games and and Game Six, those were like, man, after they won Game Five, was it? I was, Everyone was like, just turning team raps. Everyone was team raps. Every, like, like, I was terrified of whether the 76ers would actually lose that game or not. Uh, not, not just the game, the series. Because if Doc Rivers, this guy, somehow just m- scrapped his way into the top 15 coaches of all time, was it? Which never should have happened, first of all. Um, and he he's blown three 3-1 leads, is it? Is he about to blow a three a O lead? Uh, I don't know. It he was, was mad about that. Did you, did you see that thing? Uh, he had a press conference and he was like super angry that people were like saying that he's like known for like blowing like leads and stuff. Well, he, was, he like, is very angry. I know. I don't know. Why I got so angry about it. It's legit. I mean, it makes sense. Like no one, no I one mean, wants to be associated with that. Yeah, but I it guess. makes like you've 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 he earned that more, title. He is more than that as a coach, but I mean like. How much more? I mean, he's been in the NBA for quite a long time. I think he's still living off of that 2008 championship when he had a a big three in Boston. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Personally, don't think he's all that. Um, But uh, And he's also, like... I say this... His job is in jeopardy right now. I I say this in the most respectful way possible, and this is a very disrespectful statement, but Doc Rivers is an idiot... Um, why was Joel Embiid in the game when they were up like 30 with only a few minutes left? And then he gets elbow, like like hit in the head. Yeah, right after. His and now he can't play the first two games. So stupid. Like how uh, how why yeah, the, it, it's like it, like why is he in the stuff. game? 
That's why is he even in the stuff. game at that point? You're up so big. It's virtually impossible for like, it to blow the lead at that Harden point. Take Harden and then beat out. Like, it's dumb. They should... Like, that... that the four of, like, Tobias, Maxi, uh, Harden and Embiid should not be... Should be going back to the locker room at that point. Like, let, let Niang cook or something. Like Why is Embiid uh, <laughs> in the game? Like, there's only yeah. a bad things that can come out of it, and a bad thing came out of it. A very bad thing. That like, puts the th- them losing... Jeopardy right them, losing they, them losing Embiid for the first two games, it's not even certain that he'll be back for game three. He still has to pass concussion protocol and, like, get everything looked at again. They're not winning either of those games. So now, like where you had a chance to maybe split the home, the uh, the home heat games, is it? Um, mm-hmm. You're not. You don't have a chance now, unless Harden starts averaging like 40 again. But mm-hmm. um, and even then, still, you don't really have a chance. Hey, Paul Reed, man, B-ball, Paul. You never like a step I do up. not care, Paul Reed. I do not care. <laughs> Honestly, I do. I would like put put me or you on the court, and we would have the same impact. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's an unfortunate loss for the Sixers, which could have definitely been avoided. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say one more thing about this series, and I, I can't remember what it is. Oh, I mean, lots of people are rooting for the Raptors, like I said, because, like, this whole, like, never coming, it's not, never been done in history that it's been come back from, like, 3-0 or whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, if it was a team that could do it, like uh, Nick Nurse said, we are the team that could do this. Which I mean, it's fair. Respect uh, confidence. And I mean, that's something that uh, I wouldn't call someone blasphemous for believing, right? That they could do it, you know. Well, there's. Um, I mean, even if it was blasphemous to believe, like, what do you really expect them to say? Do you expect them to be like, yeah, no, we already lost. <laughs> like, what's the point of even showing? As, up? as a of fan, as a say. fan saying that. I mean, it's like, it's never happened. It's never happened. But, like, once they've already won the two games, to say that it's possible? Well, after you've won the two games, it's 3-2. And 3-2 comebacks like, happen all the like, time. I know, I know, but it's it's started at zero. So. But you got to look at one game at a time. Yeah, like, that's what, that's what Nick Nurse said. If we win one, it's 3-1. And 3-1 has happened before. Against this guy, three times. So. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, so let's jump into that. We're hitting the 30-minute mark here. Uh, let's jump right into the – I mean, this guy, before we started the recording, he's like, I don't even know if we're going to hit an hour. We're definitely hitting over an hour. Uh, so this is going to be a great listen for all you guys. And, I mean, it's been pretty great so far. Um, let's jump into the Western Conference here. Uh, first round uh, finished here as well, obviously. Um, don't even know why I said that. But uh, let's start with uh, one of the series that uh, was probably the most least popular one in – conference the warriors nuggets one right most people kind of well the suns pelicans one was must watch television at one point uh at so, the start so like, at the start it was like whatever this is gonna be yeah it was boring but we'll but jump then, into that one after yeah uh warriors nuggets uh the birth of uh ptsd um the uh what was it uh pool uh, Thompson, Steph, Draymond, and then Wiggins. I guess they're just throwing Wiggins out there. But um, yeah, this was. Uh, I mean, you just kind of saw the dominance of the Warriors, uh, the emergence of Jordan Poole in the playoffs. Thirty point something, thirty something point playoff debut in his career, um, as well as uh, I mean, uh, you had Steph coming off the bench for the majority of this series. Uh, I think it was like three games, right? Or three or two. Oh, four, four games he came off the bench? 
Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess that was definitely the majority of the series. Um, and yeah, I mean, this was him coming off injury from missing the last, I think it was 12 games or 12 or 20. I don't know. I didn't have to fact check me, but I, I mean, know. he missed, he missed a long time in the, a longish amount of time in the regular season, but he came, he comes back. He's very good. He comes off the bench. Um, and, and yeah, you just see how dominant this, uh, Warriors team is, uh, Unfortunately for Jokic, he's missing his two other best players, uh, which, I mean, uh, you'd expect to see um, next year. Uh, along with this, uh, I'll just throw this in here because we have some facts here, some storylines we could kind of incorporate with all this. Um, Jokic does plan to sign a Supermax extension with the Nuggets uh, once they offer it to him. So Nuggets fans don't have to worry at all about uh, Jokic leaving Denver. As he does this like is, it there, which is expected. Um, this is like one of the most like like whenever when they were doing the same thing with Giannis before he signed his supermax. It's like yeah. the most easy like it's like the easy most, predictable easy, thing, yeah. Easiest like thing breaking thing. news thing ever. Like, what type of guy rejects two hundred fifty million dollars across five years? Like, okay, yeah, sure, maybe many, they're not, not maybe it's like not the best winning situation. But I mean, you see guys like LeBron, KD do it now. But even then, like the contracts weren't the same size when they were starting to go for those one-year like player option deals um, before they both signed long-term. But like Giannis and Jokic didn't have that type that don't didn't have that type of juice that LeBron and KD had, right? And mm-hmm. um, especially Jokic. Why would he say no to two hundred fifty million dollars? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's true. Um, this was like aside from the first two games, which were kind of blowouts um especially the second one these were also all really close games yeah they were good games nonetheless yeah uh Jokic feels bad for him man yeah he did Draymond literally gave everything a little poke could. on that last game did literally everything he possibly could he i think he averaged like 31 yeah 13 triple like double five. did he average a triple level in the series no uh, no no not close no? i mean he didn't have anyone's pass to how's he getting those yeah, assists that's, that's true um yeah i mean there's not much else to say about this uh this series, really. I mean, it was kind of just the Warriors' emergence of whatever. I mean, Jordan Poole's emergence, really. And then, like, Curry coming off the bench was interesting, I guess. Um, let's talk about the series that you kind of started to talk about there. Uh, Suns-Pelicans uh, ended up being, like, a must-watch TV type of series, especially down the end when, you know, uh, Booker was allegedly out for the whole series uh, with a hamstring uh, injury, and then he came back in Game Six, and the Suns were eventually fined twenty five thousand dollars for lying about the severity of his injury or some whole thing with him expected not to. I don't know if you have the thing pulled up here. I, like it wasn't. It wasn't. Th- you can't get fined for lying about it. Well, they got li- fined for not reporting disclosing it properly. The, the, disclosing they dis- the information? You have to disclose it to the NBA. Like you have to disclose it to the NBA within a certain time period. Like I think it's I think it's once at night, once in the day, or something like. That. I'm not totally sure the specifics, but mm. they didn't disclose it properly, and they got fined for that. I mean, I I can kind of see how that would be kind of unfair. Like let's say because then you can't game thought, plan. You can't game plan exactly. Like the Pelicans thought he wasn't gonna play, yeah. and then. 10 minutes before tip off they're like oh Devin Booker's playing yeah that's kind of unf- I can see how that's definitely very unfair no that's, um, that's worth fine which sucks um Ingram was really on one this series uh he was, he was crazy stellar uh 
and uh, same with Valentinus is pretty good as well. Uh, and uh, Grand Theft Alvarado. Uh, what are your hands up for? Now we're really saying two words here. Point God. Chris. Paul. Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. Let's is... talk about this history. Let's talk about this history that he made. Fourteen of fourteen shooting. What the bleep? Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to get this on here. But like, but that was an insane. G- That's like probably the best clinic out of. Honestly, like maybe anyone, any first, like out of anyone from a first round series that I've ever seen. Um, he kind of just like people always use the description like grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and just took it over. But that's literally what he did. Like he mm. was just he was pretty much just like yeah we're gonna win today. Like I don't want to play game seven. So uh, they didn't play game seven, and it was almost entirely down to him. Devin Booker understandably so was kind of a no-show in that game um god chris paul is so good how is he 36 years old he plays like he's like 24 is he 37 is he 37 i think so i will tell um, you he, he's yeah. 30 he turns yeah. 37 in five days okay so he's 37 um, no 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 whoa whoa <laughs> he's 36 <laughs> He is uh, thirty. You are thirty-six years old until you turn thirty-seven. Oh, so he's gonna be playing part of this series as a thirty-six. You know what? Uh, we should come up with a stat midway through the uh, series um, uh, that they play the Mavs. Chris Paul is a thirty-six-year-old playing the Mavs, and Chris Paul is a thirty-seven-year-old playing the Mavs. Ooh. That'd be interesting, eh? Oh, I'm sure. Like Low that. Key? I'm sure. Like if Chris Paul has like violently different games, people are just. And you put it on Twitter, people are just going to totally blame it to the fact that he's getting too old, even though he is literally going to be like two days older between games. But people would eat that up for sure. We should definitely do that. Maybe that's how we get viral online. Just do yeah. stat like that. That's probably the type of thing. ESPN stat, type that's, stat. That's, that's, that, no, that's a stat muse stat. Stat muse type stat? That's a stat muse type That's absolutely okay. a stat muse type stat. I have very strong opinions on stat muse. I don't know if we have time to get into that, but really? maybe, okay. that's, maybe that's for later. <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Suns Pelicans. That's basically all we have to talk about. Besides, like Jackson Hayes, like just being an absolute menace, uh, running out there hitting people. And don't give him the be- the benefit of calling him a menace. Just call him what he is. He's an, he's not the smartest player in the world. A, bo- a bonehead type player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, complete bonehead. Um, uh, let's talk about the. Um, I'm gonna save the best one for last. So let's talk about the, in my opinion, uh, the Grizzlies T Wolves series. Um, with uh, at what point do we reevaluate this? Uh, now I I I know it's pretty harsh on Ja after the first round, and I we've commented on it mostly, so there's not really too much to add. But at what point do we start? rethinking the jaw thing like, i don't know like I, I, i'm not i'm not I'm, he played bad and he even was his dad terrible. his dad said he was terrible too right? okay, but his dad all, apparently always disses him um, <laughs> so i don't want to look into that too much but at what point are you like he played he played good in this game against the warriors today 
you just ruined what we're gonna get into later. But well, hey, we'll talk more about that later. But, but um, he's not. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I I think personally, I'm I'm like high on Job because he's really good. But I don't think I've ever been on as high on him as most people are. Either either am I. Uh, he's obviously incredible player, no question about it. But at what point are you just like, like how much, how many more series like this where it's like, eh. well, he's still a young guy. Isn't I know he's. This, I know he's twenty two. Uh, he's twenty two. He made the playoffs last year. year. Last year, right? Uh, yeah, through the play. The plan, yeah. Yeah. And then this they, year they is like his five. like. Okay. And he was incredible in the playoffs last year. To be fair. Yeah, right? especially that play-in game. Yeah. Against the Warriors. Yes. That was kind of where um, everyone started taking off with him, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. maybe it was a little too fast. I think it was too fast as well. He's only like, what, 20? You said it was 22? He's, he's 22 now. He yeah. turns uh, 20. Oh, his birthday's two days before mine. Now I'll be at five years earlier, but I, I, oh, I just told everyone. I just aged myself. <laughs> Whatever, man. Um, little 17-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, yeah like I, i'm not gonna get too intense on josh slander yet but yeah. uh i'm 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 uh, i'm on alert i'll say that i mean yeah you had a good series from carl anthony towns um a little bit what? like a better better than you expect from what he did against the clippers and uh in the play-in I mean, like he had a good game. I mean, I think this is a stretch. I don't know if uh, okay, maybe it wasn't the best. Well, I mean, you kind of see that Cat's not the typical playoff player you want to see. As see, like, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, okay, he's uh, not the know. playoff he player, was... so maybe he's just not that great. Interesting like, thing. Can... Um, like, Draymond look at how said... terrible he was in that last game. Yeah, Draymond said uh, for Cat to stop talking trash. Um, oh, absolutely. And stop like. <sighs> There's this interview that Cat did after a game where he's like he starts talking in his normal voice, right? He's a little a, a little higher pitched voice. Right? I don't know if you saw this interview, but he starts talking really high pitched or whatever it is, and then he realizes he's like, oh, I'm on TV. I gotta act like I'm like Kobe Bryant, and he just like goes like all low. He's like, job's not finished. You know? <laughs> it was pretty yeah, like, funny. It was pretty funny. He's putting on this other personality, and Draymond's just like. Cut that out! Like it was pretty funny. Like, um, be, be you, Carl. You don't have, yeah, you don't have you to. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta be yourself, and it's be, be pretty. You. I mean, you haven't really accomplished. Not a lot like, of players like when people try and do that. No, like he hasn't really accomplished that much in terms of within the playoffs. I mean, this is only a second time ever even in the playoffs, and that's and it's over. Um, I think he has a total of like three playoff wins in his career, which is not great. But um, yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I'm I'm I was never that high on the cat train and I have and I have never even considered going back on it. So that's my big thoughts on it. I mean he's cool. Um, Anthony Edwards was good this series, I guess, as expected. Now, we uh, Sal and I know a guy who is a big fan of Anthony Edwards and he's gonna he is a frequent listener of the podcast and he's gonna he's gonna like when I say this he's gonna he's gonna be happy when I say this but Anthony Edwards without a single doubt in my mind is the best player on the Minnesota Timberwolves with there is no doubt in my mind that he is the best player on that team he is like like if if you if he there's even the slightest doubt in your mind that whether how far you can go with Carl Anthony Towns if you can't go at least to like the at least like on a really great year make at least compete for a conference finals appearance 
you trade Carl Anthony Towns. And Anthony Edwards has to be the focus of that franchise from now on. I don't know if you have to trade Cat. No, no, I'm saying if, like, if there's doubts, if the doubts persist and stuff like this happens again and again, you let him go. I guess. He's not the guy that you're going to build your team around. You're building around Anthony Edwards. If Cat doesn't fit that, then say goodbye to Cat. There should be no hesitation in trading him. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, don't, I don't disagree. But And D'Lo, but... I don't know. He was no good really this cares. series. Yeah, but no one really cares about D'Lo. I mean, he's, he's over, over one year one year on his deal, so I wouldn't really expect him to. Yeah, be but back him there. and Cat are kind of a package. I, I I know D'Lo and Cat are good buddies. So maybe that just adds fuel to the trade Cat train. Who knows? Um, let's jump into the last series of the first round. But hit the forty-five minute mark here. Um, let's talk about the Jazz and the Mavs. Uh, the Mavs. Uh, ended up winning 4-2. We can finally see this Utah team be blown up. We're hoping. Uh, and Free Rudy Gobert. Yeah, just just blow it up. I don't like that team. Um, but, yeah, it really ended in a heartbreaker for the Jazz. Uh, the Mavs ended up stealing a couple games without Luka on the court, which is crazy. You would not – like, I picked the Jazz to win this series just because none of us knew if Luka would be back this series. The dude's walking around in a boot – before the series, you're like, oh, no way he's going to be back. He comes back. He dominates. Um, and, I mean, there was some – all of these games were great. Um, but in the final game, Mike Conley with, like, I don't know, 30 seconds left. Or was it was it 30 or was it uh, – no, it was with six seconds. Something – something. you get the picture. But he traveled. Uh, crucial travel. Turned the ball over. And uh, the Mavs ended up scoring on the next possession. Take the lead. There's six seconds left. Quinn Snyder draws up this beautiful play. Uh, beautiful play with six seconds left to inbound the ball. Ends up with a Bogdanovich wide open three. And and it is it is wide, wide, wide open. He, he gets his defender on the pump fake, and it's just a wide open three. And he shoots, and he misses. And Donovan Mitchell, uh, just like how it ended in the bubble, his hands are up, and then they drop down. And, who inbounded uh, that ball? Uh, I can't. Who did inbound Honest, the ball? Honestly, I can't remember. But whoever inbounded that ball, that the loss in that game. I think it was. Um, I th- it was it Donovan Mitchell. No, no, I think it was Mike was Conley. It? Honestly, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It I might have no been Mike Conley. It, I, th- I somebody tells me it was Donovan Mitchell, but I'm really not sure. But whoever inbounded that ball, messed up big time. Big time mess up because uh, Bogdanovich had an open lane. Why are you passing it so early to the point where he has to take a three if there's an open lane? And now, sure, it was like someone could have rotated or whatever, but you could have gone a lot closer to the basket. And typically, the closer you are to the basket, the easier it is to make the shot, especially if there aren't that many defenders in your way. So um, they should have waited because he had a lot of room. And they were down by what was it one? I think three, they were. were right? they, uh, or no, 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 it was down by. No, two, they were down by two. But you could have sent it to overtime. Yeah, you could have sent it to overtime. There's no need yeah, to yeah. force the regular, like the regular time win. Just send it to overtime. Mm. So whoever did inbound that ball, something yeah, tells me to was, find it, but I can't. Something find tells it. me it was Donovan. Um, uh, they they messed up. Yeah, I, it's it's tough. 
I th I think they messed up, and uh, they deserve. I mean, but 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 still, you have that open wide open three from a guy who's been on fire the whole series. Yeah, but it's still a three. Like really, like what was he shooting from? Like what was he shooting from? Right. And what was he shooting? If you're from down three, by three, like, you take the three. But if you're not, you know, you like can he, he kind of look for a basket. Exactly, and he was shooting from like from three that series. He was, Bo Boyan was only shooting thirty three percent that series. Oh really? Oh yeah, because yeah, he was kind of so, forced to take less threes in the series. But so like, mm -hmm. it's not like he was shooting like sixty percent from three through the, through the series, and it's like, oh yeah, just feed the hot hand. Okay, whatever. No, no, that was that was that was a bad inbound. Whoever that was. All right. Um, I mean, are you are you happy with this uh, first round? Yeah, it's fairly enjoyable. I'm kind of happy we're right. on to the second round, though. That is good. Yeah, I'm, 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 ti I'm not tired of it, but like there's so many games. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's hard, to keep, I, it's, it's hard, it's to, hard to, to keep up. It's really hard to sit through three games in a row, honestly. Um, so dang, someone's I not mean, a real basketball fan. It's, it's not. You got, you got things to do in your life. You can't sit through like six hours. You right? don't. <laughs> what do you got to do? You don't have anything um, better to be doing. Hey, I gotta hoop myself in real life. Anyways. Um, now the second round there's like two games uh, today um, and I mean I was able to catch uh, at least about half of each um, so let's kind of go over predictions here we already have two series that have started which we have the final results for uh, the Bucks ended up winning the first game against the Celtics and the Warriors ended up winning by one point against the Grizzlies on a insanely clutch Clay Thompson three-pointer, um, you know what? Let's just start off with that uh, Clay Thompson game. Uh, so Clay Thompson hits three-pointer, thirty seconds left, um, and John Morant uh, gets uh, stopped at the try and get a buzzer beater layup. He ends up getting stopped by I think it was Clay Thompson and Gary Payton, the second, like got in there, stopped him. Um, now. Personally, I believe the Warriors take this in six. What do you think? Totally agree. <laughs> All right, that's uh, easier said than uh, easier said than explained. Um, but yeah, I that think didn't this make Warriors, any sense. It doesn't make <laughs> <laughs> that didn't make any sense. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this Warriors team, I just I have them going to the finals. So, um, and that's that's how I'm going to ride with them. Uh, I mean, you can't bet against a team that's been proven to win multiple championships. Um, the core. Yeah, you can. Uh, okay, fine. You know what? Just take away what I just said. Then Mark says you can't. Um, yeah, you can. Why can't you? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't you know. Can. I don't know. <laughs> it just sounded better that way. Okay. Um, Do you have the Bucks making the finals? I have the Nets. No, no, now. But now I have the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough then. Um. And yeah, I mean, then that Bucks Warriors series would be kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I have I'm Warriors in six, just based on the fact that uh, you have Steph Curry and um, Draymond is is also not. Uh, oh, oh, let me talk about this uh, before we kind of predict the rest of the series. Uh, Draymond Green uh, got ejected um, in the first quarter. Rightfully uh, so. Uh, I don't, okay. Um, he yanks his jersey. Okay, but look, but look, he goes up. Okay, there's someone has the ball. They dish it to Brandon Clark under the basket, and Draymond makes a quick switch to contest. Right, he jumps up, 
And now this is where they call the foul. Don't even talk about the jer- his finger getting caught on the jersey and pulling it down or whatever. Caught on the jersey? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little biased. But, um, okay, he drags him down by the jersey, but he doesn't – trying to hurt him. He's like, make sure – okay, anyways, what are you disregard doing? it because what the ref said is that nothing – it has nothing to do with that jersey pull. It's only to do with his hand hitting Brandon Clark's face. Why would that be a flag- flagrant two? Ball? But face. he's taking it up. He's taking it up, so his face and the ball are like going up in the same spot. So it's not. It's not like it was intentional. You think it was intentional that Draymond slapped Brandon Clark in the face? It doesn't have to be intentional. Yeah, flagrant two, isn't it? Malicious it intention to... or. Um... And anyways, how can you prove intent? Even, and even the guys, uh, the announcers um, or commentators, what do you call them, announcers or commentators? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, they were like, oh, yeah, we both agree it's like flagrant one. So were you watching the Warriors cast? Uh, I don't know what I was watching. Probably. I don't think it was. I thought, isn't yeah, it, it was probably the, the Warriors cast. Nonetheless, um, the Warriors ended up pulling through on this one. Yeah, and they'll be fine with the I think I think, uh, uh, I think the Grizzlies can take a couple because you can't like that depth on that team is pretty great. Um, I mean, like it, it's it's harder to kind of talk about these series and predict them besides like giving a number because we really don't have a lot of sample size to go off of. Um, but uh, yeah, Warriors in six, and it's a lot easier to talk about first-round series that have kind of finished already. Um, let's talk about the next um, game, the Bucks celtics where the Bucks ended up uh, easily pulling out of this uh, celtics uh, Bucks game. And uh, did you watch any of this game? No. That is uh, great because I was able to catch, <laughs> um, I was able to catch the first half. And what I saw in this game was Javon Carter um, being an all 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 around court defender, whether it's the interior or the perimeter, he was doing it all. Um, and I think he's going to get some solid minutes this series. Uh, he was great. So is Drew Holiday. That's the guy you were talking about quite a bit uh, before, about like thirty minutes ago. But uh, he was great. And same with Giannis. And there's this video of Giannis uh, being guarded by Tatum, where he's just like manhandling Tatum. Like Tatum fell on top of or fell over his leg, and then he like jumps and he like does this scoop layup around Al Horford. It's gonna be hard for this uh, Celtics team. I mean, a lot of people were saying the Celtics could win because if you can guard KD, you can guard basically anyone, right? Uh, that's what some people were saying. I mean, I don't Celtics know if I in agree seven. So okay, okay. Um, Boom. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if they can guard Giannis, so I'm going to say Bucks in six. Let Giannis average but, 40 for all I care. let's say, uh, also got to add this, uh, Chris Milton will be out this rest of the series because uh, he suffered a MCL grade two MCL sprain, and he's out for the series. And that is why the Celtics went. Yeah, it's Because this team is not just two words, Giannis Antetokounmpo. This team is two words, Milwaukee Bucks. And you yeah. take out the yeah. arguably the second yeah. best player on the team. And if the Celtics stay healthy, I think they'll win. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, I could also see that vision as well. Um, I'm kind of predicting Bucks in six because I also just want to see the Bucks win this one. So, 
I guess that's not what you do for a prediction. But no, um, it's not. You know what? I could see either team winning in six. I don't think it goes to seven. That's a, that's an incredible prediction. So you just pick both teams to win. In six, one's gonna win in six. Okay. Well, um, but onto I'm the saying, Western you know Conference. What? Let me say Bucks. I'll just say Bucks, just for the fun of it. Onto Bucks. the Western Conference. Uh, onto the Western Conference. Yes. Or no. Well, well, like back to the Western Conference. Okay. Um. Suns Mavericks. I don't think the Mavericks stand a chance. Suns if, if Devin in. Booker's fine. Suns in six or five, five. to be honest. I'll I'll give them six because Devin Booker might need a couple more games still. Yeah. I was gonna say six, but I kind of just th- in synced with you there. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll win the first two, then lose one, win one, lose one, win one. The Suns, I mean. Win the first one. Win the first two. Okay. Lose the the first away game. Win the second away game. Lose game five and win game six. That's my prediction. And I think game five they'll only lose because Devin Booker plays terribly. That's my that's my that's my uh, take. Hmm, that could be interesting. Maybe he has a. Maybe you should like predict if that happens. Maybe you should just like predict everything and like kind of like. I should get happen. a job at ESPN if I get this right. You should. What stat line do you predict Devin Booker to have in game five? Uh, he's gonna be like three of like seventeen from the field. Ooh. It's a Karis Levert stat one. Yeah, he's gonna he's he's not gonna he's not gonna be, he's not gonna have a good night. Uh, I think he'll still have like cl- near twenty points though off of free throws. All right, let's uh, come back to that when that happens. Um, so you said uh, Suns in five or six? Six. Six. Uh, sure, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Um, I think Luca can win some games. Same with uh, I mean that Mavs team is great, but I don't know how it. Fares against the Suns because I mean it's a little more of a different. Uh, they're gonna have to attack differently offensively, I think, against the Suns team because like the Jazz like to run their. Uh, the Jazz can't play defense. The Jazz can't play <laughs> defense at all. So I mean the Suns can. You have uh, Depoy uh, runner up Mikael Bridges on that team. Um, Ridiculous. But uh, I mean yeah, they can play defense, and they're quite good at it. Um, so. I mean, Luca can probably win a game or two. Uh, and I predict they would be very close game, if not game winners, uh, if they do win any games. Um, and we both agreed, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the last series we have to predict uh, was the Heat Sixers, correct? If Embiid misses the first He's two out games, for the minimum then it'll two be, games. If it'll be Sixers, uh, sorry, not Sixers, Heat in five. If he misses any more than that, then it could very well be a sweep. I could totally agree with you there. Uh, if Embiid was healthy and playing like 100%, uh, like without the finger issue and all that, I would predict... Heat and six. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, that's not what I expected, but uh, I had the Sixers and six if they were healthy. Whoa! If they are healthy. This is before the injuries. Okay. Hey, I mean, I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Um, but yeah, I agree with you now that there's this injury. Heaton, five, I'd say. Um, you know, unless James Harden turns into that Harden that no. averaged like 60 points for like nine games straight or whatever it was. Um, 
uh, I that don't heart see, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. That um, heart had never existed. What do you mean? So what was it? What was Sixty points for nine straight games. What was this exact? I think stat? it was. I think it's like. I think it was fifty. Okay, fifty. Fifty for a month, I think, or was that Maybe. Kobe? One of them. That might have been. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So, something like that. He had a stretch of averaging fifty. Yeah. He had a sixty-point triple double one time. But I know. No about averaging that, yeah. sixty. Remember that game that he was uh, against the Hawks? I remember, and you're like, "Oh, if he hits 100 points, you have to buy me a jersey or something." Uh, no, I don't. You don't remember? It was like he got subbed out in the third quarter because they're just obliterating the Hawks. Oh right, yes, I remember this. Like, game. Oh my and goodness! And you were mad because I think he so only had fresh. like 60 in the at the start of the third. I mean, at the at midway through the third. I don't remember to be honest. It was, it was crazy. A, it was though. a big number. It was like big. 81 was on the cards. 81 oh, was easily. like truthfully on the cards. Easily. Um, I don't remember the number though, to be honest. I think but... they should have let him. And, like the records can't. Oh, get you, always gotta the records can't get you always gotta let guys run it up. You always gotta let guys run. Like especially in a regular season game. Like I get it. Uh, we were talking earlier about like why was Embiid in the game, but this is a regular season game, where it's like okay, he'll get hurt, he'll let miss a couple weeks, hoop. but he'll be fine by the playoffs. So yeah, let let him let him let him drop like. 96 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, feels that's, like it. I think every NBA fan wanted to see that. Um, and you said uh, Heat and Five, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's it for the predictions. Um, and we just have a few uh, storylines to go over, I guess, uh, that kind of were miscellaneous type things. Uh, we are going to, before we talk about another kind of segment that we could dive into, uh, let's just talk about some other stuff um blake griffin i meant to mention this earlier but we have a couple uh players that kind of hinted at players going to different spots uh blake griffin liked the tweet about him going back to the clippers uh i think most uh fans would kind of want to see that even if he doesn't have a big role i mean it'd be cool i think he's just trying to look for a team (laughs) that'll be desperate enough to sign him next season (laughs) Uh, I think he'll get signed by a team next season. Um, and then we have uh, DeJounte Murray tweeting a picture of Zach Levine photoshopped into a Spurs jersey and said, uh, I think the caption was like, hmm, or something. But uh, Zach Levine in the Spurs? Do, is that do a, these Do these guys just want to be like trapped in mediocrity forever? I don't know. You know, I talked like, to our, uh, our math teacher about that. Our old math teacher, the Spurs fan, Mr. LeMay. Ah, uh. Yeah. Shout out Mr. LeMay. Yeah, shout out. The greatest um, of all time. <laughs> shout out to Mr. LeMay. Uh, Spurs fan, the only one that I know of, I think. And I think it's a rough time right there in, uh, as a Spurs fan. Um, but uh, I don't know about this move. You think Zach Levine? There's some dumb stuff that reporters were asking Zach Levine in like a press conference about his contract or whatever and it was like uh it was like some could argue that you already took a pay cut to get to Rosen into Chicago or like in his older contract didn't make a lot of sense but then they were like um would you be willing to do another pay cut or something to help improve the Chicago team and it's like no you know you gotta get, get his your money. money man. Get your money. You don't have a long. You don't have like NBA careers are not long. Get your yeah. money while you still can. Uh, you think he's in Chicago? Chances of Absolutely one out of ten. In Chicago. He's not leaving. Really? They're gonna give him the max, and he is not leaving. Especially to San Antonio. 
I think it's like a 90% chance he stays in Chicago. And if he ends up in San Antonio, that that backcourt is maybe making it out of the first round twice. I and agree if, with you. In 10 years, if they're together for that long. But they won't be together for 10 years. They'll probably be together for four. So. All right. Um, Pessimistic. What else do we have here? We have um, some Lakers news. Uh two players Austin Reeves signs a deal with uh Rigger to have his own signature shoe um how exciting is that would you cop Austin Reeves no shoe? why no. would no you wouldn't want to hoop in some Austin Reeves ones I think I would rather hoop in some converses okay well um no. exactly <laughs> Austin Reeves uh, most random. Good for him. Have. Get your uh, money. Get your Matthew money. Matthew Dellavedova. Uh, who is it? Shokim Noah had a deal with Lecoq Sportif, and uh, <laughs> those are some ugly shoes. Uh, Della, you, me, I remember me and you on a call one time. We were talking about the Deli ones shoe. aren't that bad. We were like those kind of droopy. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't go that far, but they're not that bad. They're better than you'd expect. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they're decent. Would I ever rock them? Absolutely not. Um, the only basketball shoes I wear are Kobe's. Respect. Um, and then the other piece of Lakers news, I guess, uh, Russell Westbrook. Deletes, Good riddance. Deletes all of his social media posts. All of them, gone. Uh, and this guy had... like, I mean, sometimes I've... Ra- I don't know if this is like weird, but like sometimes I'll randomly like see, oh, this is a player with... like. A thousand posts, right? So I'll like just scroll to the bottom and see what's going on. Um, that's just you. Uh, I don't think that's just me, but I found that's just you. back in the uh, a couple months ago, I was scrolling through. Oh man, whose posts are these? Okay, there's three players that commented on it. One of them posted though: Brandon Knight, Andre Drummond, and uh, um, Moose Monroe. I can't remember which one of them posted it. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. They were, like, commenting, like, it was, like, 500 weeks ago. So it was, like, all these, like, old trends, and it was so weird. And all their, like, posts are, like, deep fried, and, like, the, it's so funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, Russ deleted all his social media posts, and then he posted a video of, like, someone talking, and then it's, like, a picture of him, but, like, it's not moving. And then he captioned it one of one. Now, uh, this think... is either a business venture, or he's having like one of those teenage teenage uh, person breakdowns. Where, yeah, he like, started. He, like he started off by yeah. deleting everything up until OKC, so Rockets, Wizards, Lakers, and then he deleted everything else. This is either a business venture, or he's just having a breakdown that you'd expect from a thirteen-year-old. I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it. Like, like if it, if it ends it's up being like weird, some bro. business related thing, fair enough, do your thing. But uh, otherwise, it's I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Really, I don't really know. There's not really too much to say about it. It's we just... have talked way too much about Russell Westbrook on this podcast. So let's just yeah. hold off until there's more other Russell Westbrook actual rumors. Um, and then I I think that's about it. None of these other uh storylines are really that significant to talk about um but let's talk about the king's head coaching search 
uh, which yeah. has been it's been narrowed down to three finalists after interviewing. So this is a team that I keep up with because they're my second uh, favorite part-time team, uh, only for the fact that they have Demontis Sabonis, who's my favorite player of all time. But um, there's three finalists for this new King searching head coach searching job, uh, or head coach job. Anyways, it's Mark Jackson, Steve Clifford, and Mike Brown. Um, and uh, Mark pulled up a lot of research for each of these people, so I'm going to let Mark take it away and just listen to what he has to say. Um, well, I, it's mostly on Mark Jackson and Steve Clifford, but just one interesting thing to point out. Uh, Woj was mainly the guy saying Steve Clifford's in the front, like in the front seat for this job. And Shams is mainly the guy who said Mark Jackson is kind of the leading candidate. And maybe this is just a weird coincidence, but just by some, some, some weird way, uh, some weird coincidence, Woj and Steve Clifford are represented by the same agency, and Shams and Mark Jackson are represented by the same agency. I don't know if I don't know if that means too much, but uh, it might be some work from Woj and Shams to get some good press for their guys. So I don't know. I don't know. It may, may mean nothing, but in terms of the fit with the Lakers. Uh, the Steve Clifford one and Mark Jackson one, to be honest, are kind of weird to me. Uh, Mark Jackson, because I just don't think he's that good of a coach. Uh, Steve Clifford, because he's a defensive coach. And now I know this Lakers roster is probably going to look fairly different next season. But the core is probably going to be pretty similar. I mean, especially the, the big... Oh, sh- shoot. Sorry. <laughs> I had Kings. to catch you there before you keep going. Kings. Anyways, continue. I know the Lakers are also looking for... But um, the with the Kings, sorry... Um, defensive coach, Kings roster, what defenders, Davion? We all know it's not Sabonis. Or De'Aaron Fox? You got Davion? Harrison Barnes? I mean, I think, I think, I think this team will look pretty different, different next season. Um, at least you'd hope. Uh, I, I hope that, especially around the supporting cast, I assume their plan is to, uh, to bring in, like, guys to play defense, if Steve Clifford is the type of coach they're looking at. Uh, maybe guys like, like, not specifically Jared Vanderbilt and, like, what the Timberwolves have, but that type of player. Um, yeah, he's, like, this is a defensive coach, um, and he liked build that, like, I remember when, uh, with Dwight Howard when they will work together for a little bit. He wanted to kind of build around Dwight Howard as a defensive centerpiece. That's not really a thing in Sacramento. I mean, who's your guy? You're not building defense around Sabonis and really building defenses around big men unless you have like an all-time level defender like Rudy Gobert. It's pretty tough nowadays. Um, but the weirder one is Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson got a lot of praise as being a defensive coach when he was with the Warriors. But uh, people also like to forget that he had Mike Malone as one of his lead assistants, who is one of the better defensive coaches, and just one of the better coaches in the NBA right now. Um, Yeah, so it's I don't really know how much stock to put in his ability to coach defense, but uh, he's also always like talked about as like the coach that gets players to buy in, which I think is kind of stupid because you hear that about literally every single coach in the NBA. 
I mean, what coach do you have you heard like have you not heard about how they get like players to like give their maximum effort? <laughs> like, why would like, you say like, anything else? Like, obviously, I mean, that's kind of your job. Uh, he hasn't coached in like eight years, is it now? Yeah, it's been quite a long um, since Steve Kerr took over. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like I know, I know some of his former players, like Steph and Iguodala, mostly have like talked about how big of an impact, positive impact he had. But there's also some really weird things that happen with him on the Warriors. Like, apparently, one time he told Festus Azeli that while he was on the Warriors, injured, uh, he was cheering against the team. Which I guess he said in a manner that really got to Festus because apparently he broke down crying after that. That's just the report. Um, uh, he also created a really toxic environment with, like, at the time of the Warriors, one of the higher ups at the Warriors, Joe Lacob, said Jackson didn't get along with anyone else in the Warriors organization, which is just never a good look, especially in Sacramento, where there's such a weird situation between like front office ownership coaching staff like it's a mess there um yeah he created this really toxic environment apparently he tried firing assistants for no reason like brian scalabrini pretty cool uh like yeah he tried firing him in front of everyone like publicly like by public i mean in front of the team and staff and for like no good reason so they had to make some sort of compromise, I'm pretty sure, send him to the G League, or D League at the time it was called. Um, and offensively, he kind of underachieved with that Warriors team because the next year after Steve Kerr took over, they went from being the 12th ranked defense uh, offense to the second with virtually the same roster. So, I don't know. I'm not really... I, I don't expect much better from Sacramento. But um, I guess we'll see how it goes. I'm not really too sure to be Mike Brown. Else. Mike Brown. I guess that's just give someone didn't... a shot. Like just, yeah. I think I, he's. I, just... I swear he's affiliated to Indiana in some way. I gotta look this up while you talk about something. Uh, I... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, talk about stuff. Um, I I don't know. Like just give like some random assistant. Obviously not random, but give some assistant a shot. Look what happened with the Celtics this season. With, uh, Udoka. Like, yeah. Just. Give give someone an opportunity, and really, what do Sacramento those Kings have? Yeah, he was he was a Pacers assistant coach. That's, um, you know, he was a whoa. I didn't even know this. Uh, he was what? a coach of the year in two thousand nine. You know, Mike Brown. Yeah. NBA coach of the year for the Cavs. In two thousand nine, so yeah, man, totally give him honest. give him give him the job. Uh, he was also the All Star Game head coach in two thousand nine. And he was a three-time assistant coach champion uh, in 2003 for the Spurs, uh, and 2017 for the Warriors, and 2018 for the Warriors. Man, he's, so he's been, come from the pop. So pipeline. he's been coaching since 2000 or since 1997 uh, as an assistant, and then uh, in 2005 he took that Cleveland job uh, as a co- as a head coach, won coach of the year in 2009, uh, kind of. Um, went around, went to the Warriors uh, in 2016 as an associate head coach. I don't know why Why wouldn't he just be called an assistant. Uh, that's kind of weird. And then in 2020, he coached, uh, I guess that would be the Nigerian national team, uh, but he wasn't in the NBA. So, What yeah, year was the Nigeria game here? Was that 2020? Yeah, we had a game in, uh, for those in who hometown. don't have any context for this, um, there was a... Uh, Olympic exhibition game 
uh, in um, where we are in to do with Winnipeg, Olympics. Canada. Just exhibition. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was before. An it was just an exhibition like, game. Uh, yeah, in like 2019. Was it 2020? You have the uh, thing yeah, next to you, don't you? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll look in a second. Um, but uh, we saw guys like... Uh, I know we shook hands with uh, Al Farouk Aminu. Al Farouk I, I, I remember just, Nick I Nurse remember, waved Ek- at us. Corey Joseph. Oh my God! He said he Corey would sign. Joseph. I brought a poster for Corey Joseph. This is the like. This is in the summer. So he just finished signing with. Uh, Wasn't in the summer. I don't know. But it, he just signed uh, a deal with the Kings. Uh, he got a bag for the Kings. Um, but um, this was right after his. Uh, tenure in indiana and of course being a big indiana fan i mean i like Corey joseph so um i was super excited to see him and he was gonna sign my thing he was shooting around i'm like come like sign the thing and then uh he ended up going to the locker room and he like pointed at me he said like wait one second as he ran into the locker room and then security made me leave so never got that signature if he really wanted to sign it he would he would have signed it yeah i know it's kind of annoying but um and i saw shaber set uh, which I didn't even know he was who in that he game? was back then. Yeah, he was in that game. Um, and he, we saw Rockets legend in that game. Oh, yeah. Kyle Wilcher, who, who you, Wilcher. Uh, fun fact, uh, Kevin. he was calling him Kevin the whole game. Um, Not the whole game, just warm-ups. Or just warm-ups. <laughs> just warm-ups. That was all going too crazy. <laughs> Kevin. Um, but, he was uh, probably so confused. Yeah. Um, what were we? We were talking about the... Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Right, right. So who do you think gets this job? None of these three. I'm going to go wild card. I think it's going to be some random assistant that we've never heard of before. Nate Bjorkren. Absolutely Imagine not. that. Imagine that. That would be such a king's hire. That would be, be such a king's hire. the definition of a king's hire. They're like just taking the place of the Pacers for like poverty moves. Even though actually they're both poverty up until like... The kings are much worse. <laughs> the kings are much worse Pacers than the Pacers. got the direction now. Um, uh, and even his like long term, like way back, yeah. it's like probably the year two thousand. It's been paces up, uh, like better. Maybe yeah. maybe if it's like two thousand five. Yeah. Um, but, I think is that is that everything we have to talk about today? I, th- I think so. Um, good, good well, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, have a good rest of your evening, afternoon, or morning. And uh, as always, I'm your host Sal with my co-host Mark and have a great rest of your day.